Hey folks, welcome into Football Ireland, getting closer to the season. If you're listening to this, we're, we're a couple of weeks out from training camp in, in, in the middle of July. Uh, Michael McQuaid, delighted to be joined, not just by our guest, Dar Carger from College Football Coverage, but also Dar is a massive Packers writer and it's, I'm really excited to have him on because we've got Pete Doherty here, who's from the Green Bay Pest Gazette and also USA Today Network in Wisconsin. Pete, say, welcome in, how are you doing? Oh, doing great. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. This is a real treat. Pete, that's a very Irish surname. Just, I'm just going to put it, it out there. It is. Both sides of the family. My um, On my mom's side, my grandma's name was Karen's, and on my grandpa's side, it was uh, Doherty and McNamara. So um, lots of Irish in my family. Awesome. Dara, go for me. We'll, we'll just go in and out. Oh, well, it's great to see the Irish uh, roots there. You know, obviously it's rich in, in the Midwest of America and, and all over America, really. So, yeah, it's, it's great to see that. Um, so, obviously, we're talking about the Packers today, aren't we, Michael? So, um, yes, sir. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be an interesting show for us today because this is the most interesting team in the NFC North, in my opinion. Uh, one of the most interesting teams in the league. The scope of directions that they can go in this season is just it can go terribly or it can go surprisingly well for us this this season so um i'd suppose i'd start off with asking pete um obviously the the biggest talking point of this off season has been jordan love um the transition for rogers to love do you think when we hit week one are the shackles just going to be completely off or are do you do you think we'll see him more treated like a a true rookie in the sense where he's going to be protected and they're going to lean into that running game more or do you think that it's it's really going to be just go out and let Love do what they think he's capable of I think it'll my guess is it'll be more <clears throat> that the training wheels will be on he's not a rookie I mean he's played three mm-hmm. years in the league but he hasn't he's hardly played in games so but I still think the training wheels will be on I think back to when Aaron Rodgers took over in 2008, now that was under a different coach, Mike McCarthy. Um, but I remember late, there was late in a couple of games where McCarthy was really conservative with his play calling and he didn't risk, you know, they, they, they had the, they were around the 50. All he needed was a field goal to win. And they, he didn't put the ball in Rodgers' hands. He ran and they ended up, I remember against Minnesota, they ended up missing a, a long field goal that would have won the game. I suspect the training wheels will be on and they've built this team. You know, through the running game, uh, Aaron Jones and Dylan, those are two of their best guys. Uh, they have, they've they added a lot of young talent at receiving set slash tight end. Um, they've got some really young talent there. But that's also combined that with a young quarterback and you're just begging for game-losing mistakes, you know. So I suspect we'll see the running game quite a bit and that that running, that run-pass ratio – you know, I don't remember exactly what it was last year. I think it was around 45, 55, somewhere in there. Um, I don't even know if anybody in the league was over 50% in run run pass. Um, but I bet the Packers will be closer to that this year than they were last year. I think that's a pretty probably a pretty safe bet. It would be a real miss of me, Pete, not to ask you this. Um, obviously, a lot of people in Ireland and even the UK and Europe are looking at Don Whelan coming into Green Bay. And this is the guy that was with New Orleans before didn't make it, went into the XFL and, and you know, got a claim for how he played in that league and he, he gets another shot. It it may be difficult for him to 
maybe beat out who's in that position at the moment. But I'm just wondering, you know, has he impressed so far or have you seen much of him so far just in in, in Green Bay so far? I didn't catch the, the name of the player you said. Uh, sorry, Dan, it's, it's my accent, please. Dan Whelan, punter. Oh, they're playing. Yes, of course. Sorry. Um, that totally escaped me. Um, you know, he's, he's competing against, uh, a veteran guy. So it's going to be tough, but it's, I would by no means dismiss his chances and he's, he'll be a little cheaper. Uh, no, he's like, they didn't do much live punting and off season stuff, um, or kicking. They didn't do much at all, but I, during the last mini camp, which was a couple weeks ago, uh, they did a little bit of live punting, and he hit the ball well. He's he's got a he's got a real leg. He's got a big league leg. So, um, you know things that are really detailed in training camp here, and so you know the re- reporters, me included, will be uh, tracking the distance and time and the, the the hang times of every punt that these guys hit. Um, and I'll be really curious to see to see how he does too. I, he's he's definitely got ability. That's for sure. I probably should have added as well that it's uh, been 38 years since an active Irish-born player has been in the league at the start of the regular season. So there is an awful lot of like media surrounding the BBC and and then I actually f- focused it the, the, just the other night. So it it it'll definitely be interesting to see. And you know, even if it doesn't happen, hopefully he's on the practice squad and he, he gets that opportunity down the line. Yeah, they went with the expanded practice squads they have now, which you know was part of the all of the COVID rules that they've kept. Um, you know, there's room for teams are um, a lot more feel a lot more comfortable keeping a specialist or two on the practice squad now. Um, you know, I haven't seen enough of them to know this, but you know, I gotta I'd be surprised if eventually there won't be a place in the league for him if it's not this season with this team. Um, but, and it might be this season with this team. Well, you know, training camp is just, it's just so crucial for him. And then while we're on the topic of the special teams, obviously that's been a, a place of, of hurt for Packers fans over the last number of years. Uh, a big improvement obviously last year, and they've invested heavily in keeping their guys around this off season, especially the expanded role of Rich Versace now as an assistant head coach. Do you think, uh, in pertaining, especially to returning you think Keyshawn Nixon is capable of uh, sort of expanding on what he did last year, or do you think that was more lightning in a bottle, uh, just some dumb luck plays, or do you think you know this guy is a real unique threat? Obviously, became an All Pro at the end of last season. Do you think this is something that they can teams will actively try to avoid this season? Is kicking the ball to Keyshawn Nixon? I would think so. Um, I mean, he, you know, basically they were a kind of a bad team the first half of last season. And to show you how fine the line is and what a difference a player or two can make, two players turned their season around. They went five and three over the last eight games, and that was Keyshawn Nixon and Christian Watson. Totally changed the whole complexion of the team. Um, and so Nixon's really fast, and he had never really had a chance to be anybody's returner in this league. He even really didn't do all that much of it in college either. Um, so I just think he was just an untapped talent and a, and a find. So I'm guessing there's still more good to come now. You know, those, it's a young man's job and I think he's 25. I'm not sure. I don't think he's turned 26 yet. Um, so, 
you know, it might only be a couple of really good years that he'll have, but I, you know, my suspicion or my, my guess would be that he's going to have another good season, but on kickoffs teams, um, I'm sure teams are, are it's got to be to the point in the, for the past five years, teams have kicked off wanting the Packers to return the ball, thinking they're going to drop them inside the 25 and they might get a fumble out of it too. Um, but with Nixon, I got to think teams are just going to boot the ball out of the end zone as much as they they can. You know, the guy is he's playing he's good he's probably going to be their nickel cornerback and those guys play you know, two-thirds to you know, 70 75% of the defensive snaps. Um so I don't know if he's going to return punts or not. They might have Jaden Reed that rookie do it, I don't know. Um cuz that's he's going to Nixon's going to be on the field a lot, but he was such a threat and a game-changing threat returning kickoffs I mean they have to they have to put him out there for that yeah and you mentioned Jaden Reed and I know we're probably jumping from all over the place here from special teams back to offense but do you think that uh Reed has a legitimate chance to hold down that third wide receiver role in this team obviously Watson and Dobbs seem to be pretty much locked in as, as the top two guys in, on the roster right now do you think that obviously there isn't really a true veteran presence anymore going into this year? Do you think that Reed could see some significant starting time uh, right out of the gates? I would, I would think he would have a great shot. Um, you know, and really, even if you're not starting, if you're in the four man rotation, usually the top four play quite a bit. Uh, but I would think Reed would have a really good shot at, um, at at being their slot guy. That's what they drafted him for. That's what he's built like as a slot guy. Um, so I would think he would have, um, have a great shot at it. And that is a, just think of how young this receiving core is. Yeah. Watson Dobbs, second year guys Reed, If he's playing a lot, that's a rookie. You got the two rookie tight ends. Those guys are going to be on the field a lot. Um, that's just a really, that's a lot of really young players, uh, at the pass catching, uh, positions, which I'm sure is a source of great excitement for the Packers and also, probably puts a little fear in them too because um with especially with a young quarterback there are going to be times where it looks really good there are going to be times where it's going to be catastrophic because guys will make mistakes we've seen a bit and like obviously focusing on this just real i think for packers fans and just generally lads like this is such an interesting offseason in green bay and you, you bring in sean clifford as well pete and do you feel that he'll be a backup come week one because he's seen and they've heard that he impressed in OTAs or is it very much a when training camp starts the whole thing is written down again? Yeah, it's it's more the latter, although it's you know, it's a decent sign that he looked he didn't look totally out of his element in the in the off season stuff. But you know, with the pads on and especially playing in the preseason games, um, that matters more. Uh that's a yeah, I mean, and going in with a fifth round draft pick as your backup quarterback that's a risky way to live but you know most teams if you lose your starter you're in huge trouble anyway and the Packers with how bad their salary cap issues were you know that are this year they can't afford to pay anybody if they brought in a veteran it would have to be to the veterans minimum you know so it's just you know right around a million dollars um and even then if they could save money you know that'd be good but uh I, I mean, if, if Love gets hurt and Clifford's their backup, um, I, w- I would think they'd be in a, r- a pretty bad spot for either finishing that game or if the injury's longer than that uh, for uh, however long he'd be starting. It's just such a tough position to play. Uh, but you never know. I mean, you know, then you think of Brock Purdy last year, so you never know. 
Um, just shifting over to the defensive side of the ball, um, every year we like to talk about players who could break out potentially, you know, players who could really take their game to that next level. Uh, we've seen it with Rashawn Gary, which he's sort of the perfect example of a, a player who had a really breakout playoffs and then and then followed up with an excellent season in, in 2021 and 2022. Um, do you think that with, I mean, there's plenty of options here. You're, you're looking at maybe Devontae Wyatt, who could get an expanded role. Quay Walker is obviously, he, he played a lot last season, played more than anybody else, but he's he's another candidate to take that. Like, who is your choice of player, uh, choice of defensive player who could really take a big step this season? I think the first guy, the guy that you mentioned first, who you think is probably, I'm assuming that means you think he's the most likely. I'm with you on that. Um, and the one they really need to, he, he did basically next to nothing for most of last season. And then when Dean Lowry got hurt, they were forced to play him. And he actually, why uh, played okay when he, or in the last couple of games, he, he played 20 plus snaps in each of those games. And um, he, he showed fine and he showed ability. So there's something there. I think they probably erred in not playing him, you know, more than they did earlier in the season. He might've been a better player by the end of the season. might've added a little juice to the defense, but if he takes a, a really big jump, which can happen with guys, you know, I mean, he was the 20, what was he, 28th pick of the draft, something like that, with, with guys, you know, pick that high who have that ability, he could he could make the jump. He could have a profound impact, just like we're talking Christian Watson, for instance, on the offense. Um, he, if he's a disruptive player, he could have that kind of impact on the defense. I don't know if he's going to be or not. Um, you know, he's... Kenny Clark didn't do a lot as a rookie, but you know his stats were kind of similar to what why why uh, ended up with. So if why can become anything like that kind of player, then they'd really have something going. But it's just you just don't know until they actually do it on the field. So we've done. I think I want to say this is like the twelfth or thirteenth team we've done so far in our team focus series, Pete. And for each one, we've we, we've asked our guests to talk a little bit around the division obviously you know, we're focusing in Green Bay here but look the NFC North as somebody who is a fan of a team outside of it, it looking in it never ceases to entertain because there's always something going on um, even in a year where there is that sort of change in Green Bay in that key position I like. am I crazy to say at the minute that uh, the betting outlets are mad to put Green Bay fourth in the odds because you, you could never write them off and especially when there's so many question marks with different teams with the Bears you got a situation with Cousins long term in, in, in Minnesota and God only knows the Detroit that we're going to get this year They're, they'll, they'll probably be better but uh, there's never going to be a dull moment is there? No they're uh, you know it, it wouldn't be a shock for any of the teams to finish first and for any of them to finish last. I mean, I can see why I would, I can see why the Packers are picked last, last just because love is such an unknown. And there, there's, you know, he just, you know, when he played two years ago against Kansas City, he didn't play very well. Um, he did, he looked pretty good against Philadelphia in that fourth quarter last season, but it was just one quarter of play. And, you know, Philly was always up by two scores whenever he had the ball. So they were, you know, playing a little more of a preventive type defense. But, um, but I, so I could see why the Packers were picked last. Um, you know, the same with the Bears with Justin Fields. It's just, will he stay healthy and can he, 
he's a great runner and he's got arm talent, but can he actually be, you know, a, a throwing quarterback? Because in this in this league, they eventually make you throw the ball up. You no matter how good a runner you are as a quarterback, they'll eventually somebody will figure out how to keep you in the pocket and make you beat them from there. So uh, this it could go any way. My guess is, I don't know what you guys think. I, you know, my over under for the Packers would probably be either six or seven wins, probably seven. You know, they went six and 10 in Rodgers' first year. Look how good he ended up being. But they were only six and 10 that first year. Um, I just think Love is going to end up making too many mistakes that will cost them games, even if he looks like he's going to be good. Um, it's just the results probably won't be there this year. But you never know. And the division is weak enough where, I mean, eight and nine, nine and eight might win the thing, you know. Colin Burns also. Yeah, it's a, it's a weak. Uh, it's probably the weakest the division has been, and I think when you're talking about that record, you always also got to factor in this is one of the weaker schedules the Packers have had. And I, I don't like saying that in in July, but it, you never know what these teams turn out to be like. But when looking at it compared to previous years, this it's not an overly daunting schedule. Obviously, there's yeah, there's very tough teams in there like Kansas City, but on the on the whole, it's you know. You've got most of the good teams are playing them at Lambo. The the majority of the Lambo games are late in the year. There's only two Packers I think only two of the first six maybe Packers games are, are at home. So, you know, you've got a, a strong run in, in the cold weather. I think that will definitely help them uh, later on in the year. Pete, what do you think? Yeah, you know, if if you want to be bullish on the Packers, there are some things to to go with. I mean, if love just takes care of the ball. You know, with their with their running, they have two good running backs, and with the emphasis on the run game, and I'm assuming they're going to look more like what San Francisco looked like last season with Purdy at quarterback, and just the way they run the offense, it's going to be more of the Pierre Shanahan offense. So if they just take care of the ball, run the ball okay, and then if the guy like Wyatt and Walker, if those guys make a nice jump in the defense, if they can actually feel the kind of defense that a lot of us thought they were going to have last season and be a top five or six defense, you know, that, not, that's not necessarily dominant, but it's good enough to win you some games. All of a sudden, nine or ten wins doesn't sound so outrageous because of that. I mean, you're right. The schedule is just – it's not a killer schedule. The division's bad, and the conference is not nearly as good as the uh, AFC. So uh, if you want to be bullish about on the Packers, there are reasons there. Um, and it's just, it's just like so much of this league, it comes down to – how good and how consistent is this first-year starting quarterback going to be? Pete, just just finally, um, I, f- I feel like you've you, you've already sort of gave your expectations or sort of seed in there this year. You you mentioned off camera about London. I, I know there's a lot of Packers fans, a lot of Packers fans in, in, in Ireland, never mind the UK and Europe. But w- where was that for you in terms of your experiences covering this team? Because even as a non-fan, just going to the game, even being in the media, we were talking off camera. The atmosphere was incredible, and as you said, Dara off camera, it, it may not happen for a very, very long time again. So it, it's definitely something to uh, something to look back on with fond memories. Yeah, it was great. Like I was telling you before we went on, you know, I've watched um, parts of some of the London games in the past, just on TV here, and the atmosphere coming across on TV was bad, not good at all. Uh, and so being there, I was just even walking up to the stadium. There was just a big buzz in the air. Um, you know, there's always buzz, a big buzz for the for NFL games. There's only, you know, 17 of them per team per season. So 
you know, each week is a big deal, but it was like, it felt like going to a big concert, you know, um, like when Paul McCartney played here in, at Lambeau, it kind of had that kind of festive vibe to it. It was great. And the, in the, in the stadium during the game, uh, the, the atmosphere was fantastic. I was, uh, it, I, I could tell just from talking to Packers people and a couple of players that they, they really liked it and thought it was great. And there was, it was, I don't know, my guess was it was probably 60, 40, uh, Packers fans to giants. That would be my guess. And, uh, I, the atmosphere was great. It is tough to get these guys over there because they're never going to give up a home game. Um, it's, you know, they're a publicly owned team and the, this is a fairly small city, 105,000, something to that effect. And it's so that when they have home games, it actually does impact the local economy, um, to, to a some degree. So they, they're just not going to give away a home game to play over there. Um, unless they absolutely have to, unless the league makes them and the league did. So, you know, it might be another, it might be another eight years, but I think they really like the experience. So, uh, you know, maybe they'll, in an attempt to expand their fan base, they'll, they'll do it again. I'm hoping they'll, um, you know, teams will start playing in Dublin. I think that would be awesome. I haven't been there since 1995. Well, you say that because um, and we'll, we'll 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 wrap it up on this. The Steelers have now their market in, in in Ireland, and they eventually quote unquote want to explore playing a game there. That would be pretty historic, wouldn't it? It would probably be harder getting that game out of Pittsburgh, but we can hope, we can pray. I, I will finally say, that, Pete, I'll never forget uh, Coach Lafleur's uh, persona when he came into that press conference in that greenhouse. The man looked like he had a two-hour sleep. That was definitely memorable i will say that 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 trip on an old guy like me that was a pretty rough trip because we flew in thursday and by the time we got in friday morning we had to go straight to the practice field um that by that night was about as worn out as i've been in a while but it was a it was a really great experience you know the one thing that that they're probably going to run into and with dublin and i don't know how what the biggest stadium there is that they could play in but it's got to have, it's got to meet standards for uh, the field surface, the quality of it, you know, and, and I think the size probably too. So I don't know if those kind of things will be an issue. Um, but, you know, I think it would be awesome if, uh, if they, if a team played over there and eventually, you know, 30 years from now, if there were, if they have a few teams in Europe, if one were there, I think that would be great. Music to my ears, music, music to Dara's ears. Uh, Pete, keep talking with that and we're definitely happy man uh, appreciate your time I, I know what to say it's not just a busy time at the minute in July but it's that little lull before it gets busy again and just, and just taking your time to chat to us and chatting to people in Ireland and and, and beyond at Pete Doherty on social I will link it below Pete uh, thank you so much for your time enjoy what is surely going to be a very interesting season and we will chat to you soon yeah it will It'll be a super interesting season here um, and I just want to thank you guys for asking me to come on this, is a, this has been a real treat so thanks <laughs> 